0: Good morning, this is Eileen Epps-Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Well, it is Pentecost Sunday. This is the Sunday we have been talking about as we've moved through the season of Eastertide. We have finally arrived at the day of Pentecost the day when the Holy Spirit was released into the world and the outpouring of God's Spirit was placed on man. In the next few weeks we're going to be talking about living victoriously and we would be very remiss if we would not begin with the source of that power for um, that new type of living, and that is the Holy Spirit. So it's very fortuitous that we would be faced with Pentecost Sunday this week and then use it as a platform to move us into our series on victorious living. So today we're going to spend time talking about the extraordinary Holy Spirit, the extraordinary Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus directed the disciples to wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father which they had heard about. In John 14 through 17, we see Jesus spending an extraordinary amount of time with his disciples before the crucifixion. He spent a lot of time in those chapters talking about the promise of the holy spirit with his arrival the arrival of the holy spirit would come power needed for their full commission this would not be temporary or external power which they would have been familiar with from the old testament but this power would come from the indwelling of the spirit within each of them. For God's kingdom to grow, the disciples would need the power of the resurrection spirit. That's still true for us today also. In order for us to grow into the full purpose God has designed for our lives, for us to help him and partner with him in expanding the kingdom of God, we too need the power of the resurrected spirit, resurrection spirit. The disciples laid the groundwork for the spread of the gospel message after Jesus' ascension. It would later be the work of the New Testament writers like the Apostle Paul to teach the church how they would live that out daily. And that would include how they would work with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 1, um, we see that Paul spends a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit and the part that be, would be received from him. If you um, go to our website, itwministries.org, and click on or search out the post, Ministries of the Holy Spirit, you'll see details as to what were and what are the ministries of the Holy Spirit. What is available to us today in order to uh, partake of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a mystical power. He is a person just as Jesus is a person. He's not a floating fog or some kind of ghost-like emanation. It's unfortunate that the translators of the King James Version used the term ghost, Holy Ghost, instead of spirit for him. For generations, people have had the idea that the Holy Spirit is something like Casper the friendly ghost, the cartoon character, but he's not a ghost, he is a spirit. And there's four areas, um, several areas, that I'd like to cover with reference to the Holy Spirit in order to begin to fully come to realization of the power that we have in Him. The first is the resurrection power and life in the Spirit. And I would point you to Ephesians one nineteen twenty. That says, I pray that you begin to understand the incredible greatness of his power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realm. Here, Paul is speaking of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that raise Christ from the dead, that God uh, made available in order for Christ to be raised from it. The second scripture, and the scriptures that I'm sharing with you are coming out of the New Living Translation, because I want to make sure that we fully grasp who the Holy Spirit is as we talk about this first area of resurrection power and life in the Spirit. Let's go to Romans 8, 8 through 12, and it says that beginning in verse 10 since Christ lives within you, even though your body will die because of sin, because it is appointed unto man to die because of sin, your spirit is alive because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's verse 11. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as He raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal body by the same Spirit living within you. And that's that new resurrection life that we have within us right now that has now been transformed into eternal life that will continue through time and in verse 12 it says so dear brothers and sisters you have no obligation whatsoever to do what your sinful nature urges you to do we have power within us we have been saved from the penalty and the power of sin eventually will be removed from the presence But what we have now is the Holy Spirit that will give us life and resurrection power as we navigate the 21st century issues and concerns that we have. We have deity living within us to call. The second area after resurrection power and life in the Spirit is relationship. As we look around the world, we see people are hungry for relationship. People say that the number one problem that they face is loneliness in their life. But God has come that we would not be alone. And he has placed that Holy Spirit within us to build the relationship with him and thus the relationship with others. That's one reason why he gave us the church, that we would have the church in order to build our relationships and practice our relationships and to help us as we move through time. John 14, 18 through 20 says, No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. In just a little while, the world will not see me again, but you will. For I will live again, and you will too. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I am in you. Check that relationship out. I am in the Father, Jesus. You are me, are in me, believers, and I am in you. Jesus is in us. We have... The dynamic relationship through this indwelling that affords us to enjoy a supernatural union with God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The presence of Christ in us opens up for that supernatural union. It's not about uh, buildings or lists. It's about relationship. I think that was the major learning for me on what walking the believer's life and being a Christian was. It wasn't about the do's and don'ts. It's about the relationship. The relationship that begins with Jesus Christ and that grows and builds and continues with the Holy Spirit. So we've talked about the extraordinary Holy Spirit as... He relates to resurrection power and life in the spirit, relationship. And now let's talk a little bit about renewal. Renewal. As we are in Christ, we are, in, we are new creatures. We're not the same. We're not warmed over soup. In Titus 3.5, it says, He saved us. Jesus saved us. Not because of the good things we did, but because of his mercy. So we have no reason to boast. He washed away our sins and gave us new life through the Holy Spirit. That's Titus 3 and 5. He gave us new life through the Spirit. So we don't have to worry about the guilt and shame of things past. But he gave us something totally new that we can hang our hats on. He gave us a new way to live and a new life and purpose to follow. We have resurrection power and life in the Spirit. We have relationship. We have renewal. We have restoration. Restoration. We go to Romans 5, 9 through 11. And this chapter focuses a lot on justification. Romans is an excellent book. Romans and Ephesians to really grasp our new life in Christ. And Romans 5, 9 through 11 says, And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's judgment. So guess what? We're not going to be judged. And guess what? There's nothing we can do to lose our salvation. We didn't do anything to get it. So how can we lose it? It says, But for since we were restored to friendship, with God by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be delivered from eternal punishment by life. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in making us friends of God. Restoration. We have restoration as evident in the Holy Spirit. How do we know that? Because our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we are children of God. You will find that in um, um, Romans 5 or Romans 8, one of the two. That's your exercise. Check your concordance. So, resurrection, power, and life in the Spirit, relationship, renewal, restoration, and finally, revelation. And revelation in this, I mean really illumination, because it is because of the Holy Spirit within us, part of the gifting, is that He He shares with us what God has and what He wants us to know about our lives. He also gives us guidance and direction, but this one is really as it relates to truth and what God has purpose for our lives. And in John 14, 16 through 17, it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another counselor who will never leave you. How about that? He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. But you do because He lives with you now and later will be with you. So just as Christ was with the disciples to guide and lead them into, lead them into truth, the Holy Spirit does that for us today. He reminds us what Jesus has said in His Word. He reminds us and guides us in the directions that God has purposed for us to have a full and victorious life, a full and victorious life. Nothing can take the place of the Holy Spirit's work in the life of the believer. Through him we are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. We are infinitely richer than all the billionaires of the world put together because what we possess is an eternal inheritance. Paul quoted the prophet Isaiah, who wrote, Things which eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for us who love him. Christians are rich beyond imagination, and the greatest resource of all is the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us forever and ever. We have the extraordinary power and life with the Holy Spirit, resurrection power and life in the Spirit, relationship, renewal, restoration, and revelation. All these are ours because of the gifting of our Father God and through the work of Jesus Christ. That's it for today. I'm just so excited on Pentecost Sunday. I hope you are too. When you think of its impact on your life and how different your life is as you walk this walk of faith. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, I offer Him to you on this Pentecost Sunday that the Holy Spirit may come and dwell within you and see As your life is lived in resurrection power. Go to our website, itwministries.org, and click on um, the resource. And it will lead you into the path to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. it will be the best decision you ever made. That's it for today. We'll see you next week as we begin to talk about living victoriously. Have a great day and I'll see you next week. Share this podcast with your friends and family. um, And we'll see you next week on Morning Reflections. Bye-bye.